Do you suffer from decision fatigue? Decision fatigue is when you become physically, mentally, and emotionally depleted when you have to make too many decisions. Some sources have suggested that we make an average of 35,000 decisions a day. No wonder moms suffer from this condition. Add on top of the normal decisions we make our children's unending requests that we have to decide how to respond. Even if you weren't familiar with the term decision fatigue, I bet you've experienced it. Common symptoms include procrastinating because you don't know what to do next, not knowing how to respond to someone when they ask what you want, not knowing how to respond when your child asks for something or to do something, feeling brain dead or having brain fog. You could even have physical symptoms such as headaches, eye twitches, and nausea, All of these sound like they could be symptoms of some bigger problem, and they honestly might be. If you have these uh, symptoms and you feel like it is more than simply decision fatigue, please see your physician. But if you are experiencing these symptoms as a result of having to make too many decisions, In this episode, we'll discuss how you can use an SOP or standard operating procedure to reduce your decision fatigue. Let's dive in. First, let's talk about what an SOP is. It is simply a plan of action. Your SOP is your predetermined way that you want to handle a situation. You do not have to follow this exactly. You can choose to do it differently, but we're trying to avoid making an extra decision. So by having a standard operating procedure, it reduces the number of decisions you need to make because you've already decided what to do in advance. You might hear this by other names, such as a routine or standing orders. One of my clients calls it a menu. There are many times when you might want to use an SOP. For the rest of this episode, I'm just going to use the term SOP because it's easy and it it has a bit of a broader context. You could use an SOP for tasks that you do repeatedly. For example, I have an SOP that I use for new podcast episodes. Because it goes through the same process, I don't have to think each time, okay, what is it that I do next? What do I need to include? I even have templates set up in my task management system to help me remember that. And I don't have to remember each time what I did. I do the same thing for our weekly planning. I sit down on Friday afternoons and I go through the next, the upcoming week and I follow the same process each time. Same thing is true for our homeschool planning. I have a yearly and weekly process that I follow and then I don't have to think about it. I helped one client create a different homeschool lesson SOP for days that her husband was home and days that he was working. And then she didn't have to stop and think, okay, what are we doing today? She just pulled out her plan, depending on whether her husband was home or whether he was working. You might also use an SOP for tasks that you want to turn over to someone else so that you can teach them how to do it. 
This is especially helpful when you're teaching children how to do new chores. And you can, you'll find a link below for the responsibilities and privileges list where I talk more about how I turn over that process to my children of various chores and, and various responsibilities that I want them to acquire. We've used SOPs when helping my daughters to learn these new chores and to take on these responsibilities. Sometimes they were written, sometimes they weren't, but I tried to follow the same process each time. You might also use it for daily routines. I have a morning routine that I follow. I have an evening routine that I follow. And as I do each of those, it really helps me to prepare for the upcoming day and to wind down from the day so that I'm ready to go to bed and to fall asleep. Yours might look different than mine. But regardless, having these routines helps you know what to do and helps you not have to think about how you're going to approach it. Also, I find it really helpful to have an SOP for responses. This is one we don't often think about. How many times have your children said, oh, can I just have a few more minutes? I want to finish this uh, TV show or I want to finish this chapter in my book. Mom, can I go here? Can we do that? And you have to stop and think each time, how am I going to answer? But if you have a prepared response, you don't have to make those decisions in the moment. You already know what you're going to say. This is especially helpful, I found, whenever there are times that my children don't obey or if I've thought through certain behaviors that they tend to do that we need to change, we need to work on that habit training, what are the consequences? What do I want to decide ahead of time to do? For example, often... I would tell my children or even my nieces and nephew to do something. And it was a situation where they did not have a choice. They just needed to do what they were told to do. And so if I tell them to do something and they look at me and they say, but I don't want to do that. My standard response became, I didn't ask if you wanted to do that. You need to do this. So by having those responses ahead of time, I didn't have to... Think about, okay, how am I going to respond here? This is also really helpful for having some prepared calming strategies for when you're anxious or stressed. This could apply for you or for your children. But if you think through that ahead of time and you've practiced, I want to do these breathing exercises, I want to change my thoughts and think about this other thing, then when those situations come up that you're really stressed or that you're anxious and that you need to calm down, you'll know what you need to do. I helped one of my clients create an evening routine for her family. And we also addressed how she wanted to handle closing that. This went back to that response. How did she want to respond if her children said, but can we read just one more chapter? By having a prepared response, it allowed her to approach the situation without the dread of, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. There are so many ways that you can use an SOP. These are just a few. But if you think about them and those situations, what do you need to include on them? I think there are a few things. Obviously, you need to have the steps of what to do. 
This looks different depending on the task or the activity. It might be the specific things you want to do in your your routine. It might be the specific steps in the process of completing a chore, or it might just need to be your response. Write out what you want to say. Practicing it, role-playing it is a really great way for you to remember what it is you want to do. Now, this next part is optional, but I find it's helpful in many situations to have rewards or consequences also included. So if this happens um, as you've laid out, is there's something good that can happen as a result of that? Is there something that you want to have as a reward for getting it completed? Is there something that you want to have happen if it doesn't get completed? You don't want to have those on every single SOP that you have, but they might be helpful in some situations. Now, once you have your SOP, what do you do with it? Well, I would encourage you to write it down before you begin using it. This helps you to remember in the moment what you have already decided to do. Because when you get into the moment, we're trying to reduce your decision fatigue. We don't want you to have to stop and think, okay, what was it I said I was going to do? When you write it down, you might want to place it where you can see it. Where are you going to use this SOP? Does it need to be on your bathroom mirror? Maybe the kitchen cabinet door, maybe the cabinet over your laundry, or maybe by your bed or your children's beds. Where do you need to see this that you will be using this process or this routine? And if others are involved, talk to them about it. Get their buy-in, help them understand why you've created this SOP or this menu, this routine, so that they can see the value in it. Eventually, it will become a routine, and you won't need to constantly refer back to this written menu or written process, but having it written down to start with can be really helpful so that you don't have to stop and think, what did I want to do again? So what is one activity or situation in which you experience decision fatigue? I would invite you to make an SOP to reduce the number of decisions that you need to make in this area. And if you want some help in this process, I would love to partner with you. One of my areas of coaching specialization is actually systems and processes. I love talking about systems and processes. We can explore your goals for an activity, help you create that SOP, and make a plan for overcoming potential obstacles that would prevent you from carrying out your plan of attack. If this is something you would be interested in, a strategy session might be a great option for you. Schedule a free discovery call or send me a Voxer message or an email and we can talk more about a strategy session and if that might be a good option for you. Until next time, continue pursuing your dreams and impacting the world. Thanks for joining me on the Purposeful Impact Podcast. I pray that today's episode blessed you and that you found encouragement and practical tips If so, would you share this episode with someone else so that they can be blessed too? I'd also appreciate it if you would take 30 seconds and leave a rating and review in your podcast app. Leaving a review helps other homeschool parents find the podcast and know if it's a good fit for them. Thanks so much for helping to spread the word.